Hey, welcome. It's uh, seven minutes after nine o'clock. We talked yesterday, and by the way, it's Frost Your Buns Friday, but we talked yesterday about how these uh, sanctuary cities and sanctuary states are drawing people into the country that might not ordinarily come here. And I mentioned this earlier in the week. Betsy McCoy has written a piece. Uh, Betsy's a a friend of mine, and uh, she also writes for the New York Post. And she wrote a piece about how much money we're spending to seduce people into coming to this country, all the while complaining about all the people coming into the country. It's, it's ridiculous. We'll get to that in a minute. But a brief observation. When there is an investigation into the wrongdoing uh, on the part of the Democrats, it seems to take forever. And nothing seems to ever come of it. It just, you know, drags on and on and on. The inspector general is looking into this. And um, what's her name from the IRS? Uh, Brian always remembers that her is name. Uh, Lois Lerner. Lois Lerner. That investigation just sort of faded away. Uh, the the Trump-Russia collusion. We wait forever for anything to happen. It's just mind-boggling how long it takes to investigate the Democrats when there is suspicion that they've done something wrong. But when it comes to the to the Republicans and Trump in particular, it just seems to it's it's like they're they're possessed. I mean right now there's a new story Arrest footage of Trump co-defendant provides glimpse into Jack Smith probe. Uh, It's just another, uh, you know, service of the federal government. Smith is is going after everybody and anybody. Trump has to be in courtrooms all over the country. Uh, Cases pending before the Supreme Court, New York City, New York State. All right, so I (laughs) I should never fiddle with this equipment. I just shouldn't do that. Uh, All right, so we're talking about uh, how it seems possessed, the Democrats are possessed when it comes to investigating Republicans, in particular Donald Trump. I mean, he's got to be in courtrooms in Denver. Uh, Well, he's challenging. It's the Supreme Court uh, and uh, Delaware, and he's being uh, investigated, has to be in a courtroom in New York City, in New York State, in Georgia. Uh, The feds in uh, Florida, the feds in... I mean, they are just relentlessly going after this guy. And it happens like that. I mean, it just... It's it's like they're on steroids. But when, when the Democrats screw up, you know, the whole Trump-Russia collusion, uh, Lois Lerner, all of that stuff, it just takes forever. It information dribbles out there's no slam dunk solution there's just it just seems to take forever i mean the the i don't know what's causing this but it is uh, rather uh, bizarre that it happens that way uh and, and here's another example uh, a, a prosecutor uh, on uh, jack smith's team shut down an fbi investigation into the Clinton Foundation in 2016. I mean, this is the sort of thing that just quietly happens behind the scenes. Nobody nobody shuts down 
uh, any investigation uh, into Donald Trump or the Republicans, uh, there's just something screwy about the way the justice system is handling all this. Now, maybe it's my imagination, but it seems to me that uh, the Democrats never give up, pursue to the end, bring things to the courts and the public in, in rack, at rapid uh, record time. And the other side of the coin is just a sluggish, well, we just have to wait. We just have to wait. We just have to wait. Something something is going on here, and I, I, I don't really have a way of putting my finger on it. Uh, let me go to uh, the phones. It's Froster Buns Friday, so we will take calls that are off topic. But this just just struck me this morning when I see another uh, another service, uh, another server, uh, you know, serving papers and and uh, incarcerating uh, Republicans. Uh, let me go to the phones here. Tom is on the line. Tom, good morning. Yeah, you're exactly right about these investigations. Look at this guy Santos. They immediately did big investigation and then kicked him out of Congress right away. And now we have this guy, Mirandez, and nobody in and, and the Senate, of course, is a Democrat. Nobody's talking about it. Now they came in with another second round of charges. Why isn't that guy gone, too? Yeah, uh, it's beyond me. It just seems like they're they're on steroids They're when it comes to going after Republicans. You got it right. Have a great day. All right, Tom, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Um, I don't know. It, it just frustrates me. Now I'm at my, now my phone's not hanging up. Why is that? It's uh, good here on my side. Okay. <laughs> Strange. All right. It is Froster Buns Friday, so topics all over the place. I'm looking at Drudge's report, the Drudge report, and this sort of all ties together. Um, Drudge Report uh, talking about uh, the uh, Epstein plane and, and travels and well you get right down to it uh, Donald Trump and Epstein had very little very little contact uh, Trump threw Epstein out of his uh, Mar-a-Lago because he'd seen him Apparently found out that he hit on some young girl. I think he was on his plane once. So what does uh, Drudge uh, talk about? How both of these presidents, how Epstein made his money, and how both of these presidents were on the planes, uh, it, it just sort of intimating that somehow uh, Donald Trump and Bill Clinton were equals on this uh Lolita Express. Clearly, it's not true. By the way, we got more, too. The Democrats, the hubris, um, it's crazy making. Uh, they uh, have just released a report suggesting that Trump illegally profited. He illegally profited uh, while president uh, because of his hotels. <laughs> this is their defense against Joe Biden. What they failed to mention is that Trump sent any any profit made uh, from foreign countries in his hotels to the Treasury. They don't mention that. Uh, Drudge doesn't mention that. Uh, the Democrats don't mention that. It's another 
peculiarity in uh, in the way all of this gets covered. Uh, but but wait, there's more. Donald Trump had a business. He's got hotels and resorts. He's got a product that people can buy. So before you start screaming and yelling about how the Chinese and and, and uh, all these other countries spent money at his hotels, they got a room. They got service. They got food and drink. What did the people who gave Biden money get? What was their product? What was their service? I'm sorry, but <laughs> I just, I don't see it. The only thing I can see is that he got money. They got money because they had access to the former, you know, to uh, vice president. Um, it, it just seems that's the only, the only thing they had to, to offer. But that's all right. Let's go after Donald Trump. Let's make it look like Trump's the bad guy. Seem fair to you? Doesn't to me. Uh, let me go to the phones, Brian. I guess uh, James is up on a Froster Buns Friday. Good morning, James. Uh, good morning, Gary, and Happy New Year to you. I hadn't talked to you yet this year, so it's going to be an interesting year, 2024. And I follow your sentiment, what you're talking about now and all this crazy stuff. But I wanted to comment... Uh, was being reported by KWS this morning that Blaine Luchtemeyer is not going to run again. Does that mean he's not running for this term coming up or the one after? Do you know? I, you know, I'm not sure what his plans are. I'm, I'm rather glad that uh, he's getting out. I'm, I'm not impressed with him as a member of the House of Representatives. Uh, well, you're taking the words right out of my mouth. That's why I was calling. So I appreciate your sentiment on that. Yeah, he's been a big disappointment to the con- to the Reagan rec- conservatives. He never met an omnibus bill he couldn't vote for. Uh, he's been a he's been a he's been a rhino for years, and I'm glad he's getting out and he can retire in St. Elizabeth, Missouri, and enjoy his bank there. and And uh, hopefully, somebody will step up conservative. We had a young man from Montgomery County uh, two years ago, Dustin Hill, ran against him, and maybe he'll run again. Hopefully, we'll get a good conservative in there. Because we sure need a good representative, and, and and he's been a very big disappointment, Blaine Luke tomorrow. All right, James, thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show on a Froster Buns Friday. Uh, see, now, for some reason, Brian, my phone in this outer studio didn't hang it up. All right, quick break. We're going to come back, grab some phone calls. It's the Gary Nolan Show on a Froster Buns Friday, the Zimmer Radio Network. Froster Buns Friday, 23 minutes after 9 o'clock, talking about how, how the Democrats... Go after the Republicans with such vigor, uh, and, and uh, especially Trump. I mean, he's in courtrooms all over the country because he's being prosecuted left and right. But when they're doing an investigation into the the, the Democrats, eh, they just drag their feet. Nothing gets done. Uh, frustrating. Uh, that's all I can say. Uh, Paul is on in Columbia. Good morning, Paul. Good morning, Gary. Happy New Year to you and Gwen, and wish you a good one. Hey, Gary, I just want to, uh, first off, just thank you for your continuation of highlighting our national debt crisis. Of course, I've heard you heard you talking about it this week. It's now hit $34 trillion. But yeah. uh, what has really kind of frosted my buns is the way I heard it reported on the radio 
uh, that day. There was an, an anchor at uh, the top of the hour newscast, and she said, the national debt has had hit a new record of $34 trillion. Uh, it, it's a new record, Gary. And, and what frosts my buns is like every minute there's a new record. I, I mean, just the frame of reference to that. that uh, you're right. 30, $34 trillion is a new record. I, I mean... You can look at the national debt clock every five minutes, and there's a new record. Um, so, um, so anyway, that's what frosts my bonds. And, I, and again, I, I thank you. There's not enough people like you who are highlighting the degree of of a crisis that is and threat it causes to our nation. So, yeah, it, you know, I, I'm constantly reminded about the existential threat. That's the word that they always use. Yeah. The existential threat of global warming. No. Yeah. All right, Paul, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Dave, it's Froster Buns Friday. What's on your mind? Good morning, Gary. Happy New Year, buddy. To, um, to you, too. Well, frosting, my Froster Buns are, I went and paid my uh, personal property tax last week. And once again, you know, I'm 79, going on 80, and almost all of that uh, it was for uh, school for the schools. And I don't even agree what's going on in our public schools anymore. And, you know, with uh, uh, all these, uh, <laughs> what they're teaching them, and uh, almost almost 80% of the personal property tax is for schools. It, 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 it's insane. I agree. It's insane. So, anyway, that's my deal for today. <laughs> uh, and I don't blame you, Dave. It's a stupid tax. It's an ignorant tax. It's just wrong on every level. Dave, thank you. Well, yeah, well, I'm going to say this. Uh, uh, any uh, politic governor that is running that is going to eliminate these things, uh, the foolishness, uh, I'm voting for them. <laughs> well, that takes Keogh out, out of the market for you. All right, David, uh, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. He's the only Republican running that is not in favor of getting rid of it. Uh, I think it's peculiar. Uh, where are we headed? We're headed to John. Hey, John, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Thanks, Gary. Um, yeah, hey, this is a perfect follow-up to your last caller there. I have a frost in my buns that also has to do with schools. So I uh, went to get a fast food the other day, and the, me and a couple of guys, the total was $24, and I handed the young man $40, and he accidentally typed in 24 and did not. It was 24 even. No change, just dollars. He, oh, easy. The young man could not figure out <laughs> how to subtract 24 from 40. <laughs> but even more astounding than that, he couldn't even figure out how to solve the problem. He had to call another person and say, <laughs> you know, what are we going to do? And when she came over and understood that she, uh, she had a brighter idea, so she went and got her phone to get the calculator out. So she no! <laughs> no! Yes. Oh, yes. my God. Oh, we are in so much trouble. <laughs> thank, you, thank you, public education. You bet. John, thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How could you not be able to figure that out? <laughs> That's just <laughs> such simple math. Lord almighty. Because one of the, you know, making change... When I started attending bar, it was against the law, by the way. I was only 18. But when I started attending bar, um, 
I was making change. And uh, it, it didn't require any special uh, calculator. They didn't have calculators. We had an old-fashioned cash register that would only give you the amount of money you punched in. In other words, if it was a $3 order, you punch in $3, and it would cycle through, and $3 would show up in the window, and then you'd have to go make the change. Today's, uh, you know, today's uh, cash registers, they calculate the change. They do all that stuff. These kids don't know how to, <laughs> how to count. It's, it's pathetic that they graduate from high school and can't make change. You know, what a great way to rip them off. You know, if you find out that you've got an idiot that graduated from public school that can't count, you can, you know, take advantage of them. Golly. Sam, good morning. Good morning. Happy New Year. Um, have Have you seen the um, Epstein uh, the the document or the information release as far as the names are concerned? I have heard about them. I haven't gone through and read them. Uh, there is some things that are kind of, uh, that, that really are kind of shady about some of these people, but you don't have enough information or proof. For instance, uh, there was one uh, victim who was questioned about Bill Clinton, uh, whether or not uh, he, he was mentioned, and uh, the response was, yeah, he said that he sure does like him young. Uh, well, and that's that's part of my observation. A couple of things. Be good news, your name wasn't on the list. That's good news. <laughs> uh, then beyond that, that's I'm because just Gary's on the no-fly list. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just wondering how quickly, when the list was, you know, when it was evident it was going to be released, how quickly Bill had the Secret Service hide all the ashtrays in the house so that Hil Hillary couldn't throw them at throw them at him, and then and then finally, based on what you just said, it's evident that both Bill Clinton and Michael Jackson support the same university. Bring them young. Bring them young. Yeah, there you go. All right. That's terrible joke, Sam. Thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Back when Bill Clinton, uh, just to clarify, when Bill Clinton got in trouble with Monica Lewinsky, uh, one of the memes that was floating around the world was that uh, he, he liked uh, bring, them, bring them young university. Oh, Lord. Hey, it's Frost Your Buns Friday. And uh, we were talking about all these uh, illegal immigrants and how we're trying to fight them off. Well, wait to hear what they're doing to seduce them. This is the Gary Nolan Show. It is 935 on a Froster Buns Friday. Glad to have you with us. Um, we, uh, we chatted about this yesterday. We've got this um, border crisis, and uh, Fox News covers it a lot. Interestingly, I just saw a report that indicates that uh, border crisis is the number one uh, term looked up on the Internet, Googled as we uh, generically try to uh, uh, turn Google into a generic uh, name. But uh, the number one term that they're looking at is border crisis in blue states. This, this is going to be a problem for, uh, for Biden. Because people are now aware of it. But the problem is, I, I want you to imagine that you're living in some third world hell. Imagine that you're living, it, it, and frankly, I would argue Mexico uh, fits that. I'm sure somebody will say that I'm being racist, but I think Mexico and uh, a whole host of other uh, countries in South America, 
Venezuela and others. Just, it, it's a hell of a place to live. And your family is starving. You can't get a foothold. And you hear that people are streaming across the border into the United States. And once they get here, if they can overwhelm the system, they get left inside the country. That, especially in some states like California or some cities like Chicago, the sanctuary cities, you will get a hotel room, you'll get clothing, you'll get food. If you have a health care need, it'll be covered. No matter what you need, you'll get it. And you won't have to lift a finger to get it. Now, you can't tell me that if you're living in Venezuela and that gateway to heaven is, is uh, available, that you're not going to rush to get through it. You understand, neither party, neither the Democrats nor the Republicans, are going to actually fix the problem. They may somewhat stem the tide, but it, it's not going to stop. And I've pointed this out before. They, they will fly over the fence or wall. They'll dig and tunnel under it. They'll swim around it. They'll, they'll find a way in the country because we're seducing them into coming into the country. And because we have this welfare state and we're offering these goodies, we're, we're going broke. Now, California is a perfect example. And Betsy McCoy wrote about this. They've got a $68 billion deficit in the state of California. But as of just a couple of days ago, they are now offering Medi-Cal to undocumented migrants of all ages. That, in California, is a staggering 760,000 people. Now, you understand this is in addition to Americans in California who are sucking off the government teat for their health care. So they've got some other problems that are attendant with this. They're already uh, strained their health care system. Uh, they've got long emergency room times. Uh, they've got a nurse shortage that apparently is dire. Uh, a dearth of beds and mental health facilities uh, preventing uh, their, their municipalities uh, from moving thousands of drug-addicted homeless off the streets uh, and into treatment. If you're living in a third-world country where you have little or no health care, just that alone would bring you into the country, much less the hotel and the food and the clothing uh, and the education for your kids and everything else. I mean, it's just... It's, it's just incredible that, that the Democrats don't get this, don't understand this. You cannot have a welfare state. Now, clearly you can't have a welfare state in open borders. That's, you know, that's what we're witnessing now. But you can't have a welfare state. Because even if the borders are tightened up, people are going to come in. They're going to find a way, tunnel under, dig over. I was watching on uh, Fox News this morning. Oh, by the way, uh, Starsky and Hutch actor David Soul just passed away. Wow. Uh, that was a show I never watched. Anyway, um, the um, 
this thing I was watching on Fox News, you know that that great big metal barrier that uh, President Trump put up? Well, here's what what people um, don't realize. And I remember talking about this when it went up. I, I know I covered this because it had never occurred to me until I uh, read this story. There was a time when you needed a 110-volt outlet to make a saw work. But you don't need that today because we have all these sophisticated battery-powered tools. And what they're doing is they're going to that great big metal fence and just cutting out chunks of it. And I watched them on Fox News this morning. Uh, Somebody had videoed them coming through the fence. It can't be stopped as long as you have the welfare state and the drug war. Neither party has the courage to admit it can't they cannot fix this. You get a slight advantage with the Republicans because they will at least try to enforce the law, try to get people back out of the country that don't belong here. Uh, The Democrats, on the other hand, will do everything they can to seduce these people into coming into the country. Betsy McCoy's piece is in the New York Post. You ought to read it. But that's a problem they will not fix. This This is my frustration with politicians. Politicians know what the problem is. They know that you you offer these freebies, people are going to want it. You'd want it. But they won't stop it. Because they want to appear generous to their constituents. Oh, we, we care about the little guy. In the meantime, they're crushing the people in the middle with exorbitant taxes and the war on drugs. I mean that that's such a stupid war on drugs. I got a I got an email from a guy uh last week telling me that uh somewhere and I don't remember where it was they they had legalized drugs in in this country that uh, they weren't enforcing it and there were there was an increase in the number of overdose deaths in that state. When you're trying to make something look worse than it is, you use percentage, uh, but the actual numbers were like 200 or 170 or something like that for the entire year. That makes it right because people were dying from using the drugs? Well, first, there would be fewer people dying if they could go to a drugstore. Secondly, we, we abuse ourselves constantly. We eat the wrong foods, we eat too many of them, we smoke, we don't exercise, we do all kinds of things that will shorten our lives. But the government doesn't try to arrest us for that. And they shouldn't for the drug war. So if you want to stop the, the this mass immigration, the two things you have to do, end the war on drugs, and stop providing free services to everybody who comes in at government or taxpayer expense. It's just, it's so simple to fix, and they know what it is, but they won't do it, and that makes me crazy. 
All right, Froster Buns Friday. Let me hit the phones here. Let me go to, because uh, I just talked about immigration. I'll go to Rick first. Rick, welcome. Morning, Derek. Hey, just uh, one quick thing, and I'm sure you recognize as well, but as you watch the video of these immigrants coming across, I've noticed, I mean, you talked about the poor conditions that they're in, but many of them are like, they're overweight, they got cell phones, they're wearing, you know, brand name clothes. They don't look or act like the kind of people that are in a dire need to get out of a country. And, and my other thing is, is, is how are these people, because I know some of these people aren't walking the distances to get to the border. How are they getting there? Well, we've, I mean, it's, we've seen them riding the train by the thousands. They're literally, they're riding a train right up to the border. Right. But, but I, just, I mean, when you see pictures of, of destitute places in Africa or India, I mean, you could, those people are starving. Those people are in dire straits. A lot of these people don't have that same appearance. They, I mean, they, they haven't missed meals or, or whatever. And I'm not saying their, their conditions aren't ideal in their, in their home country. That's not what I'm saying. But this idea that we, you know, that people that are in relatively good health, you know, uh, appear to have some luxuries. I mean, cell phones aren't luxuries. I know we think they are or necessities. I know we think they are now, but they're not critical to life. And, and it's like these people have money for those things and for other things, but yet, you know, and I understand why they want to come here. I'm not saying I don't. I'm just saying I don't think they're that destitute population that's fleeing oppression to get to America. And so I think that also lends to, you know, giving them asylum. Uh, they shouldn't get asylum. If somebody, let me, let me ask you this. Uh, somebody is living in a, a, some third world country. And they want to come to the United States and work because they see us as the beacon of liberty. Would you be willing to let them come in if they're not criminals? I'd be letting, I'd be willing to let them come in with proper documentation and, and the ability to be able to track that they pay taxes like the rest of us do and follow those same rules that we all have to follow. I'm not against them coming and making a better life. I'm against them coming and freeloading and not paying taxes and not having to go through all the hoops that I have to go through every day just to survive. But well, I recognize that we have industries that desperately need those types of workers. And, and without them, farming, uh, in any sort of, you know, a lot of manual labor, you can't get Americans to do. So I'm not opposed to that. we got to do it right, though. Well, you know, part of the problem, of course, is the, uh, the income tax and the FICA tax. That's part of the problem. If we had a consumption tax... Uh, or we had a, a a federal excise tax, just an excise tax on manufacturing. They'd come into the country every time they bought something. They'd be paying taxes. They would be able to avoid it. Right, and I don't disagree with that as well. But so, I, I still think so, the documentation needs to be there so that we know who's here and and what they're doing. And, and like I said, I don't have a problem with them working, wanting to make a better life. That's what America was founded on. But we we've got to be able to document it. And the idea that we have. Uh, just unaccounted millions of people coming in. Uh, we have no idea what, what their intentions are or what they're capable of. Yeah, well, we used to have the, you know, people coming into the country, uh, not in these numbers because we weren't seducing them. They were just coming here to work. Uh, and we very often didn't know anything about them. But yes. we let them come into the country and it worked out. It, it, yeah, everything that we've done in the last 125 years has led to the problems that we see today. 
uh, our foreign intervention, creating enemies in other countries, uh, our income tax and FICA tax, making it difficult for people to, to uh, come in easily, go to work, uh, the artificial numbers, uh, because we're being protectionist uh, in the number of people we let come in to go to work. I mean, there are a whole host of things that we've done, including that and the war on drugs, et cetera. We've created the mess, and it's going to be hard to get out from under it. Rick, i got to run, buddy. Thank you for the call. Up against the break, it's the Gary Nolan Show on the Zimmer Radio Network. 954, 953, actually. Glad to have you with us. I got a voicemail message on January 2nd. Um, I, it, it, I, I'm not sure who it is. Uh, Boss Jesse or something like that. Anyway, uh, she asked about the real estate agent uh, that I talked about uh, when I sold my house and bought my house in Columbia. Uh, the the name of that, uh, if you're listening, uh, and hopefully uh, you are, uh, otherwise Brian has to charge you a fee. It's Meyer Works, M E Y E R Meyer Works. Uh, they're terrific. Uh, they're honest. Uh, they're really good people, and uh, there I just. I think I just gave away a free endorsement. I think I should call them up and charge them for it. But they did. I'll it take care of that for you. Will you take care of that for uh-huh. me? <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and, and and will I get a share of the money? Oh no, 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 no. It's <laughs> altogether wrong. Huh? Yeah. Okay. Um, that's strange. All right. Eight seven four ninety three ninety toll free eight hundred five two nine five five seven two. First name uh, Keith. He says I have the strange feeling that you're going to be proven right that climate deaths are mostly due to cold weather. Rather than global warming, there are millions of illegals living on the streets, and Mother Nature is undefeated. Should we charge the Biden regime with the losses that will occur? (laughs) It's interesting. Yeah, Uh, that is true. More people die from the cold than from the warm. Uh, Three years ago, writes Kathy, I wrote a check to buy some items. Young clerk asked me to read what I wrote on my check. She said she couldn't read cursive writing. I could have written my check for $5 instead of $50, and she uh, would owe her employer $45. Well, don't you write the number uh, on the right end, right side of the check? Don't you actually write the, the actual digits? What kind of idiot was she or he? I, I don't know. Uh, let's see. Excessive alcohol use was responsible for 140,000 deaths in the United States between 2016 and 2019. Why is this drug legal? Why do we allow people to drink? Can't a law fix this? The war on drugs also needs to attack sugar consumption. Sugar consumption kills more folks than heroin every year. These sugar cartels need to be broken up. They're giving folks diabetes. Well, you know, can you imagine going into a park in the middle of the night uh, so you could buy some sugar to make a cake for your kid's birthday? Uh, Yeah, and they'd be drug dealers, and we would hate them. Uh, John, uh, let me get John on here. John, good morning. Good morning, uh, Gary. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, listening to you and this, all this stuff, uh, it, it, again, I know I've talked to you before, uh, in a difference, uh, but the United States is, you know, pretty much 
turned into a house of brothel almost because of the simple fact that anybody in any way you can get here uh, doesn't make any difference what you are, what you do, or what you have done. Just come on. I mean, that's what we have as, as a president. And to me, somehow, I'm pretty sure in the Constitution, they had a safeguard there that if you have a president that it, it seems to be going uh, beholden to other countries more so than the American people or the safety, America ought to be the hardest places in the in the whole world to get into because everybody wants to get here. And now no, we have no, 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 no. America should not be the hardest place. Why not? Why should it be? Our people because got my here. My dad for forty two years fought for this country. That's why. No, that's not an excuse to make it difficult for somebody else to come here. No, John, wait, wait John, how did your okay. how did your family get here in the first place? Do you have any idea? My mom, my mom was an immigrant. She was English, and she went through the entire thing. Had to to, to, to know the Constitution. Now all you have to do is all say right, John. Name. John, just as an example, my grandfather mm -hmm. Roger Mata came from Lebanon, Good. and he came through South America, up through Mexico, Good. and into the United States. He turned out to be a productive entrepreneur, raised a family. Uh, it, it was, it, and and that's the way we did it. But when he came here, there was no welfare state. There was no war on drugs. There was no income tax. You got here. You had to work. Otherwise. Okay. You're proving my point. Well, that's the way it should be today. They didn't do a background check. They didn't even stop him at the border. Uh, uh, well, you know, Gary, back then, with the less of monopolization of everything that we've got, and the government that has done for 60 years done nothing but lying to us, and you're you're a politician. I'm putting you in that category too, man. I mean, because it's a, a as I've called it before. All right. I'm up against the clock, John. I got to run. I can't help it. Appreciate the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. It's the Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show.